Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to Honest Money. Today is an, an interesting episode for us because we had an email from one of our regular listeners, Jen, and she was asking us to talk a little bit more about wills and uh, and especially just to understand what a will is, how do they work, uh, what are the costs of wills, what are these things called executors. So I thought it's really important to get an expert in the field to come in and chat to us about this. So welcome, George Robertson from Galileo Advisory Services. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. How's it, Warren? It's great to be part of the show. So, so George, I think you know, honest money is uh, is always about education as, at the start. So let's let's go right back to step one. What what is a will? Yeah, Warren, a will is a written document that specifies how your assets and your estate must be distributed on your death. So, what happens after you die? It specifies the assets and and in what percentages, what assets must be distributed to which people or which organizations. Okay, and so just uh, just for someone like me, that means if I, I want to know that um, my wife's going to get you know inherit my 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 belongings, my share of the house, although she says it's her house already, uh, th- then I need to write that down somewhere. It needs to be in a proper format, so there's a specific way that it must be written, and there must be a few legal things that need to be taken care of. But then that makes sure that my assets go from my life and my estate to to my wife in the way that I want it to happen, without someone else deciding on the side how they think it should happen. Yeah, for sure, Warren. And there's a lot of formalities, of course. So it has to be written down, as you said. Um, it must be, you know, signed on each page. You need independent witnesses to to witness the document. So there's specific formalities that you have to follow. But for sure, you need to specify that in the written document and specify that your property will be left to your spouse on your demise. Now, one of the things I notice with uh, with wills is that people often uh, ne- neglect to think about their children in the will, and not saying that they they ignore that the money must go to their children. They're, they're generally pretty good with the financial part of this, but uh, but they often neglect the part about who looks after children, especially if the children are young. Um, and, and so, you, you know, for for someone who's got uh, you know, let's say, a husband and wife, and they've got young children. Uh, I always think it's a great idea in the world to actually specify the, the names of the people that you want to take responsibility for your children if both if both mom and dad pass away. Is that something that you would recommend? Very important, Warren. Yeah, when you look at children, there's a lot of components that you need to incorporate into your will. You have to specify who the guardians would be, you know, who the new parents of the children would be. If, if both parents pass away or when both parents pass away and the children are under the age of 18. And then you also need to specify, you have to make provisions for different circumstances because both spouses can pass away. You know, you can leave it to your wife, but what if your wife predeceases you or pass away simultaneously with you? Then it has to go to the children. And if they're minor, you also need to make certain provisions in the world to ensure, you know, that it's paid into a testamentary trust at least to prevent the funds from going to the guardian's fund. So there's a specific structure that you need to incorporate when you have minor children specifically. You have to establish a trust in your will to ensure that the funds, when it goes to the children, 
that it's paid within this trust and then trustees would be appointed to administer it for the kids. If you don't do that, the funds going to the children would go to the Guardians Fund, which is a government fund. And then the Guardians would have to apply for access to that funds, you know, for the maintenance needs of the minor children. And that's a nightmare. I mean, so now we're relying on government departments and government officials to to pay out money uh, that, that was actually mine, uh, for, for, for example, for the benefit of my children. And I assume that, uh, you know, we've got all these concerns around governments and the like. This, this, that, that, you know, that doesn't sound like a solution for me. So, so it's critical to actually set that up properly. Very, very, very important one. So, so who needs a will? Yeah, I think, you know, anybody with assets, you know, if you have assets to transfer, you need a will. Um, you know, so if you have assets, any form of assets, it doesn't have to be a movable property, it can be movable assets as well. If you have assets, which is in your name, it needs to be transferred to someone else when you die. So when you have assets, you need to specify a will. So uh, someone that's finished high school, uh, you know, maybe started work and they've got a they've got a little pension fund and they've got a, they bought their first car, but they've got nothing else. They still stay at home. In in most instances, people like that would say to me, "I, I don't need a will. I've got nothing." You know, the bank owns my car actually, but, uh, but but to me, I think that's still someone who needs a will. Yeah, Warren. You know, there's assets, and you know, an executor must be appointed to transfer those assets. So a very simplistic will is then a good idea just to complete. Even if you have a couple of bits and pieces in the house, you know, it's a good idea to complete a will. And then uh, uh, how much does, does a will cost? Is it something that we should be paying for? Is it something we go to the local stationers and go and buy one off the shelf, literally? Or, you know, how does this work? You can buy it off the shelf. Um, you know, we, <laughs> we obviously don't recommend that. But um, yeah, it depends on who you approach. You know, some people do it for you for free if they get the executorship appointment. You know, other companies, when you approach them, you know, you've got to pay a fee for that. So just make sure that you approach, you know, a professional company, you know, that has the necessary experience um, that uh, in drafting walls. And of course, also experience in the administration of the estate. You know, we feel that, you know, if you don't administer estates, you can't draft the document that leads to the administration of the estate. You know, so approach someone with experience. You know, some people charge for it. Other people um, throw it in for free if you're willing to appoint them as an executor. You know, so it depends in the industry. But, um, but get a professional person to assist or company to assist. And what, what's the kind of the range for, let, let's just say a reasonably simple will, what's the kind of price that, that, that uh, let, let's say not a specific random amount, but rather a range of, of prices that someone should be happy to pay? What, um, you know, it's always interesting. Now, I don't know, you know should a will cost me, uh, you know, 10 bucks, 100 bucks, 5,000 rand? What's, what, you know, if I've got a simple life, how, how, how much should I be expecting to pay? Yeah, if you have a, to prepare a simple will, anything you know, between 800 Rand and 2,000 bucks, I would say is sort of the market um, market price for a wall. Okay. And then you brought up this uh, the, the, this concept of an executor. So I think it's important for us just to talk about what an executor is and then and then who, who that person should be. Yeah, the executor, Warren, is the, is the personal organization who's responsible to administer your estate after your death. You know, so there's a specific process that you follow. You need to approach the master of the high court get a letter of executorship and then there's a administration procedure that you follow with advertising with preparing liquidation and distribution accounts so it's essentially the person or the organization who's responsible to wind up your estate you know to administer it and actually to transfer the assets to the people or organizations that you've mentioned in your world 
So, um, you know, I've been, I've been party to quite a lot of these kinds of winding up of estates over my time uh, advising people from an investment point of view. And I think the important thing there is that, to understand that that executor basically takes the place of the person who's passed away. They, they, they almost stand for the person who's passed away and they take responsibility for paying the accounts, settling the debts, uh, you know, paying the taxes and all of that stuff. And so, uh, to me, it's quite a critical role when uh, when you're appointing someone to be the executor of your estate. You know, it's not something where you say, you know, that 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 mate of mine's a good friend, and you know, I think he has a gift. I'm going to appoint them as the ex- executor of my estate. I think, in fact, it's a heck of a burden that you put onto somebody if you ask them to to do that job. So, uh, just generally, I mean, if I've if I've looked at this in the past, the two ways that I think it works well is either that you appoint someone who who is you know, financially literate, financially uh, astute, um, and you say to them, look, I'd like you to be the executor of my state, and that, but then you know, what, what you're free to do is go and appoint a, a firm to actually do the administration, do the winding up of the, of the state, so that you don't leave, leave it to someone uh, you know, to do all the work as well. Uh, and, and the alternative to that is then to say, I'm going to actually appoint in my will a professional executor, someone that actually does does the winding up of, of estates for a living um, and make sure that they do the job correctly. Uh, and, and to me, you, you know, I think the idea of, of a free will is always bothersome. You know, if I look at um, a lot of the banks do that, you know, they'll say, we'll give you a will for free as long as you appoint us as the executors. And the issue there is, you know, dealing with a master's office. I know I'm not going to ask you to comment on that because that'll get you into trouble. But uh, but I'll, I'll say it. You know, the master's office is a nightmare. You know, the, the the to wind up an estate is a huge process and massively delayed now. And and you know that the the um the, the lack of kind of government service is absolutely clear in a, in a master's office. So so you know if you've got an inefficient government department, the last thing you want is an inefficient estates department dealing with an inefficient government department. You know, ideally. Try and find somebody that's highly efficient, highly proficient at at sorting out an estate, and then they they at least can limit the delays on 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 the master's office. Unfortunately, are going to be. I think um, is it fair to say it takes somewhere around one to kind of three years to wind up a simple estate nowadays. Uh, one year, Warren is a is a is a good benchmark. You know, if you manage to do it under a year, and and I'll repeat that after you because it is a fact. You know, it is a challenge at the master's office. You know, we've got experience about that on a daily basis. So yeah, you look at pretty much something to a year. Um, you know, if there's some complexities or some uncertainties or you know some assets that needs to be liquidated, it could take a bit longer. Um, but yeah, you look at about you know you look at about um, anything from nine months, I guess, to two years. To, to, do, to go through that administration process. And if I can maybe comment on the executorship, yes, I agree with you, Warren. You know, you, uh, you know a person that uh, with some financial background is a good idea. You could then approach, uh, you know, a company that has the experience or has an, an estate department um, and with the necessary experience to manage it and then agree a fee with them. Or if you appoint a professional company, you know, agree a fee with them, put that into your will, and then there's also a, th- a third option that we often do is we take joint appointments. You know, like for instance, I'll take a, you know, our company would take a joint appointment with your spouse. You know, because your spouse is not in the position, you know, um, you know, with the experience and obviously with the grief process going through after your death uh, to fulfill that responsibility. But then at least she's also involved in the process. You know, and she signs off and she also has some responsibility. And then she's also, you know as they say, in the loop with the process. 
Okay, that's great. I didn't really think about that uh, before. So, uh, in terms of wills, is there anything that, uh, that that's critical for people to know? Uh, the you know important points that that often get missed. Yeah, Warren. I would say with the, with a will, the most important thing is you know it's got to be you know as simplistic as possible. You know you've got to you've got to understand what you write in that document. You know there's a lot of fancy structures that you can incorporate into your will. So our you know our house view is also to you know is always to keep it as simple as possible. You know because if it's simplistic, it's easy to administer, and then there could be no uncertainty. And then the other major important thing which we've touched on is if you have minor children, make sure to make you know provision for the establishment of that trust within your will, because uh, you know having the funds end up in the guardians fund as a government fund, you know is 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 for reasons we all know not a good idea. You know now you can appoint proper trustees and you can ensure that the funds would be managed properly for your minor children for their education and maintenance needs. So I think that's the two main points that I would um, you know focus on. And if my, my two cents worth at the, at the end of this is make make sure that if you are over eighteen years old, you have a will. Uh, don't think that you you shouldn't have a will. Make sure that you look at that will at least every two or three years. Um, and it's especially important if you um, if you if for example you've got married, you've got divorced, you've got children, uh, because you know those major life events are, are critical to to make sure that you've covered those in your will as well. Uh, and and especially you know a lot of parents I've noticed they they're really good with the first child, but by the time they have their second or third children, they've often forgotten about the will. I guess they're busy, uh, and and that could lead to some really bad unintended consequences for child number two and three. So make sure that you you're always looking at that. You know, as I say, every two or three years, or every time a major life event happens. And then certainly it's not uh, George won't say it, but my view: pay someone to do your will. Uh, make sure that it's 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 uh, you know in a professional. Uh, free wills are very expensive later in life, and I, I just I can't, I haven't seen those work out well in in my experience. Uh, so so I think you know on on that note we're going to wrap up. I, I see we're running out of time, and the producers are going to cut us off soon, George. So uh, thanks so much for for joining us, and uh, we look forward to chatting to you again. Thank you very much, Warren. It was great to be part of it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.